sitting here, thinking shit's not going the right way. Gotta believe yo me i've spent some time just thinking to myself trying to get out of this space but afraid to admit that i need some help the independent type and out of spite known to rebel but i've been hyper extending my knees to fail into resource on top of the shelf i'm coming straight out of my shell but some of these people are after my pearl i'm leaving no trust for these girls keeping nuts up in their mouth like a couple of squirrels this world has turned its back spending my nights locked up in the lab feeling a page in hope of a change but how can i make it without some cash it ain't claiming to want the simple life see i'm just looking to earn my stripes while i was out here working y'all were doing nothing but flying kites i already got the pilot light ignited asking where's the gas at pilots been recruited it's time to get up off the map, fast, staring at this pad On my hand fills it up with words Let a match and drop it, ain't no stopping Once it starts to burn, see, this is how I learn Filling a scoop throw up with some earth Cause I don't care about that dissing Once my vision's getting blurred I know I'll make it, no more racing Time to take a breath <gasps> Hold it till I'm coughing All these problems on my chest Although it takes some time to slowly tangle up the nest I know it'll be worth it once it comes time to rest I know I'll make it, no more racing Time to take a breath <gasps> Hold it till I'm coughing All these problems on my chest Although it takes some time to slowly tangle up the nest I know it'll be worth it once it comes time to rest yo it's time to set crews sit back and just let do the pay cuts ain't enough to bankrupt the whole crew stay up to hit snooze layups to get to but a ray gun ain't enough to take down this young brew we fight to break through make up to make do recover up because all you need is a pay stuff to make proof glad as we take shoots get lower get up move so thoughts on a page advancing to shaking rooms pen and paper no eraser and no time to be mistaken the beast in me's unleashed when there is shoot up for the taking i'm done raising my hand when there are things i should be saying it's time to pick them out sit them down and scream it in their faces used to see me as a child now they're seeing me adjacent patience paid off now i see why y'all are nervous steady pace and play the game just hope the payments can keep up with what you're spending lay the concrete but remember to stay off when it is setting i know i'll make it no more racing time to take a breath <gasps> hold it till i'm coughing all these problems on my chest although it takes some time to slowly tangle up the nest i know it'll be worth it once it comes time to rest i know i'll make it no more racing time to take a breath <gasps> hold it till i'm coughing all these problems on my chest although it takes some time to slowly tangle up the nest i know it'll be worth it once it comes time to rest so i'm really giving it my all hoping to regret the fall pop on the clutch with no gas but i still can't get it to stall man check the gears coming this next year i'll be hopefully getting some checks clear because eight dollars an hour can barely cover solo rent here i've been sent here with a message hope to help you while you're stressing turn the faults into lessons to lift out of this recession keep count of every blessing speak out when they start testing the speed route is where i'm headed like three to one are you ready i'm running and jogging and looking in different directions i'm trying to find my place i'm looking for something that i'm not i'm diligent that i'm gonna win this race win this race win this race find my place find my place win this win this i'm up my stop look me in the face looking for something and nothing is what we call judging a book by the service and elegant into the pages of really a search just to figure out why it is dirty life is a novel with seven chapters some people take what is written for granted we'll never be sure what has actually happened be careful you don't whose life you will land in no one make it no more racing time to take a breath <gasps> hold it till i'm coughing all these problems on my chest although it takes some time to slowly tangle up the nest i know it'll be worth it once it comes time to rest i know i'll make it no more racing time to take a breath <gasps> hold it till i'm coughing all these problems on my chest although it takes some time to slowly tangle up the nest i know it'll be worth it once it comes time to rest rest All right, you're listening to Blast Beats and Bicycles here at 91.7 FM, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. We've got a special guest here on our Bicycle Hour. Melissa Dahlman, the three-time champion of the Southside Sprint, is here in studio. Melissa, welcome. Thank you. It's great to have you here. 
So uh, you're the first person to ever win the Southside Sprint in nine years to win three times in a row, I might add. Really? Yeah. You beat Teresa. You were tied with Teresa Moriarty. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and took, the, took the crown away from her and took it yourself. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I yeah. had no idea. So awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you've obviously figured this race out. I mean, it's kind of yours now. It's, um, it's a course that's become familiar, familiar to me. Um, just everything that used to kind of freak me out, the, the plunging downhill, um, kind of the sketchy pavement and, and winding corners in the back, it's, um, it, it feels a lot more under my belt now. And um, I can go out there and kind of have a strategy of like, you know, where I want to be pulling, where mm-hmm. I want to um, be positioned coming out of certain corners and, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and uh, the field was great. It was all strong riders, all safe, and um, yeah, they they really made a dynamic race where the pace was up. So um, that that sort of helps. It, sure. it makes it um, a little bit easier to kind of um, execute, you know, confident moves mm-hmm. when um, there's no surprises all the time. <laughs> 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 so. And so, as you as you prepared for the race. Um, what were your what was going through your mind? What were your thoughts as you got ready to roll over to the south of Minneapolis neighborhood? Well, uh, I started the day with the typical uh, qualms. Um, <laughs> crits are always something that sort of terrify me. So <laughs> I, uh, I kind of had to work through that on my ride over and um, let the nerves uh, settle a little bit. This was my first crit of the season. So I had to be ready for the uh, intensity, mm-hmm. um, the close quarters, uh, kind of, you know, what the tight corners were going to feel like with a pack and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew that would be probably my my big hang up was just getting, you know, re-involved with that race experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, no matter how many times I've done it in the past, it, feel, uh, it feels like something brand new almost every time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, it takes me a few laps in the race to uh, kind of get comfortable. And, and once I do, I can sort of assess how my legs are feeling. Yeah. So. And uh, you've obviously won the last two years in a row. Did Was that in your mind uh, as you rolled up to the line? Uh, yes. Actually, I was kind of considering this a bonus that I was coming back um, to do the event again. Um and I said, you know what? I've won it twice. Today I'm out here to kind of just be a, a bike racer and uh, have no expectations. Hmm. Like there was just there was no pressure for me to feel like I had to, you know, try to win. Yeah. Uh, which is obviously the goal of a bike race. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought, you know, for the first time in nine or ten years, I'm going to try to go for some preems. <laughs> oh, so wow. I've, I've lacked well, the confidence. It, that's, <laughs> that's really interesting because you're not never, normally a sprinter. Uh, I've, I've changed my ways. I found that that sprinting is way more fun. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun to kind of make a transition as a cyclist in the past several years from kind of being the, the, um, endurance climber to, uh, more powerful sort of riding where I am more patient, um, and I, I've developed like a confident enough sprint to be able to sit in the pack and mm-hmm. say, you know, wait, you don't have to, you don't have to try to be the hero here for right. hard laps at the end of the race and <laughs> have everybody pass you at the end. <laughs> so, so that's, that's a, that's a big change from what I used to be yeah. as a rider. You know, in the first couple laps, as we watched, you kind of led out the, the tempo. Um, how much, how important was it for you to control the pace early in the race? 
that actually helps me get over uh, some of the nerves is to just get in front and warm up at my own pace. Mm -hmm. um, I've had races where it starts way too fast for me <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be, you know, just barely just chasing the whole the time. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes, um, you know, if I feel we start out too slow, it's like, you know what, I'm not going to get a good enough warm up here. Mm -hmm. um, Got to pick up the pace and, and work, uh, get the heart rate up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that was me just kind of um, getting more used to the lines at speed uh, that I didn't quite get in the warm up. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, it felt it felt good once I got out there. Yeah, as you as you saw the the field that was there alongside you on the line, what were some of the things that you were thinking about in terms of what you were going to have to do to manage the race? You know, um, I don't know if it was uh, subconscious or not. I really didn't look at who else was there. Hmm. Um, I, I knew I was there with a bunch of riders. I saw a ton of Orion jerseys, and I thought, well, that's great. <laughs> um, and then I was chatting it up with um, Corey. Mm -hmm. um, I was absolutely delighted to see her. So, Corey Coogan so, yeah. Isaac, yep. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, I didn't know uh, my friend Bonnie Donzella. I wasn't even aware she was there, which kind of, <laughs> like, uh, several laps into the race, I kind of, uh, she pulled up even with me, and I was almost going to say out loud to her, oh, Bonnie, I didn't know you were here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, uh, I didn't really size anybody up. I was just like, you know what, I'll find out what's going on. Um, once we get out there, and right now I'm not going to sit here on the starting line and, <laughs> and try to prematurely plan anything. Right, <laughs> try to map out the race. Right, yeah. yeah. And so, obviously, the big Orion squad, they had six riders in the field. Loon State had four. You were there by yourself. How challenging was it for you to deal with all the numbers that they brought? You know, um, I've gotten kind of used to that, and I know that I have to be prepared to... Um, if I have to chase every break, mm -hmm. um, just to stay in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a matter of sort of seeing what the tactics are like, if the attacks are going to be back to back, if it's going to be one team and then the next attacking, how that's going to play out. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, just always being very aware of what might be coming up from behind me. Mm -hmm. So I, I, um, a lot of times I used to like to see the teams in front of me and I'd hang out sort of in the back and, mm -hmm. This race I did a little differently. I was always trying to stay up in the front few mm -hmm. um, and anticipate and, and follow from the front. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, sort of my thing was to just like, you know what, um, try to keep going with them as, as long as the punches are being thrown mm -hmm. and um, do what I can. Yeah, it was it was interesting to see you sitting second, third wheel a lot of the race, just getting ready for that. And were they? We only really got to see, or at least I only got to see the, what was going on on the finishing straight on Chicago Avenue. Were there a lot of attacks happening on the backside of the course in those turns and so uh, on? Sometimes there were definitely some uh, mixing up going on. Um, I wouldn't say a lot of attacking was going on, but you know, I'd be sitting in a position, and then all of a sudden. You know, ten people would pass me. Right. Um. So on the front straightaway, I would just try to make up for that and, mm -hmm. and get back to where I was, which sure. was easy to do with uh, the road being mm -hmm. that wide and everything. Yeah. So I was never too concerned about um, getting pushed to the back of the pack. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever and, uh, they'd all surge. Mm -hmm. so. uh, we see a lot of attacks on that course go away on that hill right through after the start finish line is that a place that that you think is an appropriate or a, a good place to make a move for yourself or are you looking for some of the other spots on the course 
You know, uh, the Hill is a great place uh, for anybody trying to make a move. Um, if you can stomp up it harder than everybody else and get that inside line, um, going down at speed into that corner at the bottom, it really strings out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, everybody's trying to, you know, get a safe spot to uh, to hit that really fast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so if you're in the front um, or, you know, a couple wheels back, that's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. It's just um, it's a good place to kind of get a gap. Um, if you're trying to wear somebody out mm-hmm. or, or make the field chase you, yep. um, I found that that first straightaway on the backside is a good place to kind of crank it up a little bit just to make people have to, you know, chase harder. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. yep. So uh, the first sprint for the Prem, uh, Anna Zawadzki took that one. Um, she made a big move uh, on the right-hand side of the, the course. Then the second Prem was uh, 10 laps later, and you took that one. How to sort of talk us through how you played that first sprint? Uh, knowing that it was coming, um, I feel like the the pace slowed down ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few people from the back of the pack moved up more towards the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bonnie put herself up at the front, and I think everybody was happy to uh, let her be the the leader at that time. Because mm-hmm. uh, then you know you're just kind of working out when you're going to launch, right? And, um, so I thought, okay, this is good. This is good for all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so I made sure I got around three or four wheels back, and um, I was planning to go wide around them if mm-hmm. I needed to, and, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they went into that last corner before the straightaway, and um, I think it felt to me like it slowed down a little bit right there, so that's when I made my move. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I always go for that you know, really long sprint to wind up so i was like well i'm i'm in a really good spot right now go for it mm-hmm. so um yeah i uh i didn't hold anything back yeah it's just like you know as hard as you would go at the end of the race is how hard i approached that pre and you uh you had quite a gap there wasn't That's much what i've heard yeah there were there were not a lot of people around you i mean did you have a sense that you were pretty far out in front as that sprint wound up you know um I wanted to think I had a pretty good gap. I wasn't uh, <laughs> going to believe it until, you know, it, it was actually there. But there was, uh, again, no looking back. Um, mm-hmm. I've learned that, you know, there's just there's no point for one to, right. to see where everybody is. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's like as, as much as the gap is going to be, I'll find out um, at the top of the hill. That's mm-hmm. where I decided I would finally, you know, see if anybody was right there with me or not. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, just keep going because you know that people – are going to attack uh, mm-hmm. that preem, that first hill, trying to drop you after your hard effort. Right. So I was waiting and ready for that. For that counterattack, yep, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And so uh, as you finished that sprint, you went as hard as you thought you could for the end of the, the race. What What's the recovery process like after that? Yeah, uh, that was kind of the big experiment because um, <laughs> I uh, – haven't been training for, you know, back-to-back super efforts like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good now. Let's try to trust that some of my training works mm-hmm. and I'll be able to recover. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was surprised, actually. I, I um, Within about one lap's time, I kind of wound down and it felt like my heart rate was a little bit more reasonable again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm like, okay, that that went all right. Um, so that, that was a confidence booster right there. It's like, hey, you know, I, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh sort of held me back all these years is that I haven't trusted my fitness or or training or whatnot mm-hmm. to say, you know, after a 
Supreme, I'm going to blow up and have nothing for the end of the race kind of thing. Yeah. So yep. there, there it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's easy to imagine that um, as the race goes on, the other teams are going to get less and less excited about having you sit on their wheels. <laughs> what were some of the things that they were doing to try and shake you? I would say that, um, yeah, it did probably kind of settle down a little bit. I think um, there was a little bit less hard uh, launches mm-hmm. uh, to try to, to break the field up. I think we all realized that uh, the field was going to stay together. Mm-hmm. Um, there was going to be no pack split right. kind of move um, at that race. Everybody mm-hmm. is just too strong yeah. for that to happen. Um, so I think as, as a whole, uh, at that point, people were kind of just um, still trying to wear down other riders. Mm-hmm. Um, there'd be, you know, you'd be at the front, somebody would blow past you faster, or um, there'd be some wide uh, outside moves mm-hmm. that you'd have to, you know, cross the whole lanes of traffic to to get on a wheel for. Yep. So that, w- that was still going on, uh, which was great. It kept, you know, the race a lot more animated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, overall it, it might have... It might have worked um, if the rest of the field wasn't all there, yeah. um, able to fall back in line. Mm-hmm. So if, if the field had been starting to break up, then, yeah, that stuff probably would have been getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you talked about you and Anna Zawadzki having, a, you know, sort of almost a team of non-teammates because you were, you were the only ones representing your clubs there, really. Yeah, I could tell that um, Anna's been doing very well. Um, at races. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, if there's somebody out here I really have to keep my eye on, it might be Anna. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, I realized that we were up against, you know, the teamwork tactics of everybody else mm-hmm. there. So it's like, well, I'm going to be responsible for me and chase down the brakes. Um, sometimes Anna would chase down the brakes. Mm-hmm. So kind of my work was cut out for me. And yeah, I, I felt we, we didn't have any uh, tacit arrangement. Um, like I said, I went to the starting line without even knowing she was there. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Uh, but as, as the race played out, um, it was, I was kind of testing myself. It's like, how am I going to hold up against, um, Anna at the end here? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, after the race, we kind of talked about it and we were like, yeah, you know, it's, it's tough when you come as a solo rider. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, you know, her move at the end, she, she put in this phenomenal effort on bell lap. Mm-hmm. It was, I'm going to say harder than anything I could have done in, wow. in front for as long as she pulled it yeah. as she did mm-hmm. so um she said yeah i was you know getting ready for the finish and i wanted you know to be in position for a podium spot and that's how i had to do it so yeah i was like yeah <laughs> i've been that person because yeah. i've done that you know sacrifice everything on the last lap just mm-hmm. to be up in front uh coming out of the last corner so, yeah um so that was great um it made for um a really fast um and uh manageable end of the race there, was, mm-hmm. there wasn't anything in the back uh cat and mouse nervousness yeah kind of stuff it was yep. just pure effort so. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was fun <laughs> stomping on the pedals yeah 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 it was uh it was an exciting finish to watch in case you're just listening to it just joining us you're listening to wmcn McAllister college radio 91.7 fm this is blast beats and bicycles and uh our guest today is melissa dalman who is the three-time champion of the Southside Sprint and State Criterium Champion here in Minnesota. Um, so, Melissa, as you think about that last lap and Anna's hard effort uh, after the bell sounded for the last lap, talk us through that lap. Uh, she charged very hard on the uphill. Mm-hmm. Um, 
hard enough that I knew uh, not everybody was going to be able to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I have got to get up there right now mm-hmm. or it's probably all over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I hustled and um, me and uh, one other Orion rider, I didn't even see who it was, mm-hmm. um, got right behind her. And, um, yeah, the position did not change at all. There was, really? Um, there wasn't even a thought about, like, trying to get in front of hmm. uh, going all the way through the backside of the course. Wow. She had it under control. Um, so it wasn't until coming out of the final corner, um, again, where the road opens up, that I could see, you know, kind of a runway. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, it's, this, is, this is it. This yep. is the time, you know, to, to make it happen. And uh, so I went wide again and... Um, just yeah, put my uh, put my head down and kept dropping gears as I came up the road. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know what was going to happen behind me, so mm-hmm. it's like you know, there's uh, you have to go that whole way and and cr- cross the line, and then you can look back and yeah. see what happened. Yeah. So <laughs> and and from a mechanical perspective, I mean, how how do you so abruptly change direction and maximize your speed at the same time? I mean, that seems like there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. That's, um, you have to be set up, you know, an easy enough gear to really spin out of that transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of divots in the road that you, you have to be aware of. You don't want to slam into. Right. Um, so it, it's kind of a matter of just, um, making through that corner safe. Mm-hmm. So, um, because at that point, you do have a long stretch in front of you mm-hmm. and a lot of space. Yep. So I, uh, I never try to get too uh, bent out of shape about how that last corner is going because it's like, you know what, we all have to make it out of this corner. Right. <laughs> yep. And then then the showdown will begin. Right. So, yeah, that's, um, that's sort of how I think um, it's worked out almost all of the all the times I've done that mm-hmm. race. It's been just like that, that last corner, everybody kind of just doesn't overdo it yeah they want to make sure that they make it to the finish line get yeah and get set up <laughs> so, so they can make a move i've been in plenty of crits where that final corner is where a big pile up occurs mm-hmm. so, or somewhere on bell lap so yep. it's, it's nice that um we can make it through that race and and that just doesn't seem to happen yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so, so other than uh i'm glad that's done what were your what was your first thought as you crossed the finish line uh, my first thought was, I can't believe I did it again. <laughs> it's like a double bonus. So, um, and then the next thing I did was, um, I looked up the, the hill, um, gave a couple of, of fist pumps and celebration. And, uh, I saw my, my little cheering squad up at the top of the hill and they were all kind of lined up with their arms outstretched in the road. And I'm like, I'm going to go in for the, you know, epic <laughs> the high, high five. five. And it was, it was a great feeling. I it was just. I was so excited to be able to go up and do that. That's and great. And see how excited they were. Yeah. That just was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so often bike races happen in the middle of nowhere and nobody's out there. What does it mean to have a group like that at, you know, on the side of the race course for you? It's a lot of fun. It, it just, um, it really brings just this depth to the experience that it's like, yeah, you know, we're doing this. We're part of this show. It's mm-hmm. fun to have the number pinned on and. And have everybody ooing and aahing at you. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's one of the things I really enjoy about that race is that, yeah, you, you do get to feel like a celebrity out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's a, it's a unique uh, race experience in mm-hmm. Minnesota. So. The uh, This is probably the first time you've ever raced in front of Darth Vader, isn't it? 
I missed that Darth Vader was there, unfortunately. I saw oh, the no. pictures afterwards. So. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who weren't there, the Parkway Theater, which is right on the course, had uh, Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back specifically playing. And, uh, of course, then they had people from the cosplay world uh, there dressed up as stormtroopers and Darth Vader. And, yeah, that was uh, it was pretty funny. <laughs> and so uh, as you think about and reflect on, on that win and that third time being state champion what does it mean to you as a bike racer uh, for a lot of years um i was always kind of into the time trial and road race and uh crits weren't really my my thing so it's fun to be able to come back later in my cycling quote-unquote career and and um, be doing better at you know crits at least at a local level mm-hmm. um i can go to a larger regional one and kind of hold my own but um I have a little bit too much uh, self-preservation <laughs> to, <laughs> to really mix it up a lot. I was like, all right, I seem safe here. I think I'll yeah. keep it that way. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's fun to be able to put on a good show in Minnesota and, mm-hmm. and show that, you know, um, we do have this scene here that's really worth racing mm-hmm. for. So, yeah. Um, I, uh, I've done that race with a lot of different people. I've seen people come and go and uh, starting with the days of like, Teresa, mm-hmm. as, as my teammate back before it was Southside Sprint, the state championship at the uh, Capitol. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just kind of the people who I've uh, hung out with all these years that have come and gone. And mm-hmm. for me right now, it's a lot of um, a lot of new faces. Mm-hmm. That's always exciting. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people I saw who made um, some real advances um, this year. Risa. Yeah. Uh, was uh, doing great, mm-hmm. uh, really putting up a show. And, um, yeah, it's just it's one of those things where um, it's fun to come back and, and sort of be the veteran, too. Yeah. It's just like somebody who's been around a while. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, reflecting on the uh, the starting line, um, you know, having raced there a couple times, I think, with uh, Kelly mm-hmm. and sharing a podium with her a couple times, mm-hmm. um, you mentioning the preem and just mm-hmm. listening to the uh, – the emotion in your voice. I was like, yeah, you know what? Um, let's do this. <laughs> That's awesome. That's <laughs> it, it awesome. Was, it was inspiring. It was moving. Um, it kind of helped put everything in perspective for me all at once there on the, on the starting line. It's like, yeah, you know what? We're all here mm-hmm. on our bikes. And, yeah. And, um, there's no reason to be so freaking nervous. About this. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a bike race after all, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was that was really special. Uh, yeah, it was a special moment for sure, and I was so grateful for Sherry uh, and the team at North Star Development putting putting that preem together and on oh, honor of her. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it was very special. Um, I'm curious to know we had the two state championship fields in the same race, so you were riding with Cat One, Two, Three people, which is typical, but the threes were racing their own race this year, which is a new thing. That hasn't been happening. Did you see anything from those Cat 3 riders that changed the dynamics of your event? You know, I don't really know who's a 3 or a 2 these days. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I treat everybody as my competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether they're a 3 in in the field or, or they could be a 2 or a 1, I mm-hmm. don't even know. But um, so, yeah, I... As far as I could tell, um, every once in a while it seemed like there was a little bit of side action going on, mm-hmm. um, but I wasn't uh, too aware of who was 
who was eyeing who yeah. for that for that captain. Sure. So, <laughs> but I figured we were all there for the for the same goal to be mm-hmm. the first across the finish line yep. regardless. And and you know, some of those cat threes are easily strong enough to be a cat two. Yeah. They just haven't had the opportunity for points, maybe this as some of you have had exactly. over your careers. And and I think there was some real uh serious action coming from those those cat three riders. I mean, you mentioned Risa uh as a prime example of that, and there were a lot of people mixing it up. Yeah, yeah, there were. Um I was impressed by um, how many, you know, people were getting up there in the front, mm-hmm. um, trying those breakaway moves, mm-hmm. uh, or if, and if not breakaway, trying to wear down the field or mm-hmm. at least get out in front for a while. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, yeah, go. F- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was, uh, yeah, again, um, not a lot of super conservative riding, I would say. People yeah. were really trying to, um, to um, best each other mm-hmm. and stuff. The obviously the preems you guys raced for fifty minutes, and the preems were scheduled every ten minute or every ten laps, I should say, to kind of you know add a little extra excitement, extra momentum for for you guys uh, to shake things up. But I'm curious to know how the race ebbs and flows within and around those things too. Some of the laps were longer than the others. Some of them were really short, despite the lack of a preem in that particular lap. So talk a little bit about how those races ebb and flow. You know, uh, I think there gets to be a point where um, if you say like a team like Orion, who's putting a lot of riders out in front mm-hmm. um, constantly, and I think after a while, everybody needs to kind of just regroup. So somebody will get in front and be like that designated person to lead that right. lap that you know is just <laughs> not going to be that fast. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think I, I might have pulled a couple laps like that. And, um, um, yeah, the rest of us all just kind of took a turn with that yep. sort of um, uh, armistice. <laughs> uh, and, and they would happen, you know, after say, uh, a hard charge up the hill or sure. an attempt to spread, uh, everybody out on the backside of the course. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a lot of looking over shoulders to see if it's working or not. Right. And so, you know, after a while you get to seeing everybody's usually more or less all there. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of regroup and, um, uh, recharge. <laughs> I, I'm curious to know, I mean, you it seems as though there's a lot of nonverbal communication within the group. And I suspect there's probably some verbal communication while you're out there. A couple of times going up the hill, we saw you give a big hand wave and it looked as though you were looking for somebody else to get on oh, the front. Uh, or were you talking to somebody in the crowd? You know what? <laughs> Actually, what I was doing, I was in real group rider mode. I was pointing out... Um, when there would be like a photographer standing oh. in the road. Honestly, that's what I was doing. I, I would gesture. And then there was one time I was coming in really close to the, um, to the announcer side, mm-hmm. um, where the, the road narrows up and there's yeah. barricades. So I was mm-hmm. pointing out that, you know, there's an obstacle coming up right here. So don't be in that lane. So that's, that's, that's what the waving was. I, wow. was. I was communicating, but it was 100% safety oriented. Wow. Well, that's a lot less exciting than yelling at people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm very impressed that you were willing to do that for everybody. But Sure. Yeah, well, especially towards the start of the race where um, we were still getting used to that, sure. that narrowing of, mm-hmm. the, of the space and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to make sure nothing stupid was going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. (laughs) So, so how does it feel? I mean, you talked a little bit about being the veteran. How does it feel to be sort of that elder statesperson out there, you know, kind of helping shepherd the group around? I like it. Yeah. I really like that role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I like it that when I when I come to a race and and people say that they're glad I'm there. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's sort of one of the things that brings me back. It's like you know what. People love to have you there. They're excited to see you. They might not love to have you there. But <laughs> it's like it's one of those things where um, you, you're kind of um, established enough as a rider so yeah. that you know um, it, it's it's a confidence thing. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I, I really enjoy being sort of the veteran now. That's, That's great. I started out, you know, pretty rocky mm-hmm. <laughs> as a crit rider. There's, <laughs> There's more than a couple people who are uh, who've had words with me about how I couldn't hold a line in a corner and all that stuff. <laughs> I was I was very novice back then, and yeah. um, I, I like feeling like a grown up. <laughs> like okay, guess what? Not only can I finally do this, but I feel like I do it well. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's that's really it's got to be a it's, satisfying thing. It's a full lifespan of, of riding. <laughs> so, uh, how long have you been racing? Uh, I never did road racing before I moved up to the Twin Cities about, um, 12 or 13 years ago. I got into it, uh, the summer after I moved up. So Hmm. I think 2008 was my first season, um, doing crits and road racing stuff. Wow. Um, so yeah, it, it feels longer. Mm -hmm. Just a a lot of things have happened, um, since then. And Mm -hmm. I've kind of moved away from cycling a couple of times and then came back Mm -hmm. a couple of times. So, um. It's always a little bit fun to, to have the comeback because um, sure. that's when a lot of the riders have changed and, you know, there there's a lot of them who don't know who you are. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I've had that happen too where mm-hmm. um, I remember rolling up to the uh, the Capitol Crit uh, finding Linda Sonne and uh, I was asking, you know, who, who should I look out for because I don't know anybody, anybody. here. And, and she pointed out a couple people and uh, I had no idea who Kelly Catlin was at yeah. the time. Well, I, I learned. <laughs> learned quickly, yeah. <laughs> I learned. <laughs> so, Watching her back wheel. <laughs> right, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's stuff like that that has sort of made the journey uh, more interesting. And, you know, I've taken the time off when I've needed to. Mm-hmm. When, when the burnout factor is high, when the motivation yep. is low, it's yep. like I, I, I'm done with um, forcing myself to race when I don't feel like mm-hmm. it or, or ride when I don't feel like it even. So yeah. There's a lot less pressure that way, and um, that makes for a, a whole better experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And so as you think about you know, the coming years of your career, what are some of the things that you'd like to be able to say about your career? What are the things you want to have, have accomplished? Um, I am started, started getting a little bit to the been there, done that feeling about a lot of races. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the times I'm racing now to... Um, you know, support the local race scene. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I try to make uh, as many of the local weekend races as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really feel the need to do any of the travel races anymore. That's, yeah. that's something that um, I've been there, done that, uh, done better at. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, I'm going to bow out of that. Yeah. And, um, say that, you know, it was a great experience while I had it. Mm-hmm. Um, something like doing Nature Valley and then coming back several years later to do North Star mm-hmm. for last time. That was... That was a really special experience. I'm sure. Um, it was a. I rode a completely different race. I was mm. a lot uh, less stressed out and um, a lot less competitive, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> at the same time, I um, I was able to uh, do a couple of things that I hadn't done before. I mm-hmm. made it through the entire uptown crit. I, mm-hmm. You know, saw what would have been the finish of the St. Paul crit until it was uh, kind of ended a little bit prematurely. Yeah. So, it, stuff like that. Um, I, I feel like I've covered enough ground as a bike racer to say, you know what? I, I don't think uh, 
I have no big goals left. Mm-hmm. So you work in the bike industry as well. Yes. Talk a little bit about what that does for your passion for it as a recreational activity. You know, um, I've gotten a lot more understanding about how everybody rides. Mm-hmm. So, and even out on road rides back uh, when I used to be a gung ho like a you know a little puppy. <laughs> every <laughs> ride was a hard ride, and yep. every hill was left. You know, no no hill was left unattacked, and everything like that. And, and now it's um, I hardly ever take my road bike out anymore. I enjoy just cruising on an old mountain bike around, hmm. like everybody else that I see in my yeah. neighborhood. So, um, and, and riding on the bike paths mm-hmm. and just doing the, the bike path thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so um, I can relate a lot more to the customers that way. Yeah. And they complain about the fast people in spandex. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Sorry. There is a lot to look out for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like, I understand. I mean, like, yep. you know, it doesn't. I try not to be one of those people, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it can, you know, anticipate more what people, you know, need and, and are looking for. Sure. Um, they seem to appreciate that. I, I listen to uh, and kind of understand what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Recreational or commuter cyclists. Yeah. So. You've had experiences just like theirs yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're, it's been great having you come into the show, and I'm really glad you're willing to do it on such short notice. Oh, that, no, it worked out great. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, uh, living half mile from here, working a quarter mile from here, it was just like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, congratulations again on, on winning your third state championship. Thanks, Jason. Uh, it was an awesome event, as it always is. It's, it's earned its spot as a favorite so <laughs> well, it's, I'm, I'm glad you say that. And thank you for, for, for saying that. And thanks for coming out to support it. You know, I mean, one of the things that keeps it so special is that there's so many riders come and participate and, and really give it their all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and just looking at all the pictures, um, I'm never typically there in the morning, but just to see how many people show up at all the mm-hmm. different category races. Yeah. And the kids' race is just nuts. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> the, the neighborhood parties. It's all. It's very. Uh, yeah. Very worth it. It's so. it's really fun. And you know what's uh, what's always amazing to me is is the way people discover it. You know, there for example, there was a photographer who showed up. He was just out for a walk. He was going to get ice cream or something like that. And he came, he ran and got his camera because he wanted to take pictures. And so he got a handful of pictures of you guys on the yeah. kids race and the, and the last race of the day. And nice. you know, it's that kind of thing. That's really, it's sort of compelling because people don't really fully appreciate the power and the speed that you put out on the bike when you're out there in yeah. the race. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you might only see it on TV a couple times, like the Tour de France. Mm-hmm. And- you know, they don't know what a crit race is all about. Right. And to actually see people out there racing the bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people seem to get excited about it. So. Yeah, and literally feeling the wind <laughs> yeah. as you guys ride by, yeah. feeling the wind blow their hair back is yep. pretty yeah, special experience. Uh, the, the sounds, um, one of the things I've noticed uh, over the years is from back when my dad bike raced and being a spectator at all of that, the sound of the Peloton has changed. Mm-hmm. Because of, you know, regular wheels, uh regular wheels yeah wheel. <laughs> right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a different and, and the clicking of the gears and stuff like that uh, but um i think that overall you know despite the subtle changes people can still get that same wow yeah experience absolutely <laughs> well you certainly put on a wow show yesterday you should be very proud of your accomplishment thank you all right well this has been great thank you melissa for coming in this has been blast beats and bicycles here at 91.7 fm McAllister college radio in st paul minnesota